2: Shifters Radio. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm your host for the first hour. And today is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. As always, we're grateful to everyone who's joining us here today, whether you're listening live or through the archives. As we spend another couple of hours teaching and supporting people in using some of the most powerful His book is titled, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? And that chapter of the book contains a narrative description and explanation of the primary tool in this work. That tool is called the Reality Management Worksheet, sometimes called the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And it's a tool I've been using to great effect for over 18 years now to improve the quality of my life and most of my relationships and to turn any negative emotional experience I have into part of that infallible guidance system that each and every one of us has been given. You can also download the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. You click the link, download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again absolutely free. You can also download a whole host of audio files It shows just like this one where people have been stepped through that worksheet process or they've been given, they have called in to give testimonials about how the application of those tools in their lives has been highly beneficial. You can also go to your App Store and type in the three words Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness. And if you choose to do that, before you're done typing the word forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon. If you tap on that, it will let you download a completely free and private app that contains the reality management worksheet. It contains an abbreviated version of that worksheet process. And it also contains a version of the copy, uh, a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. And we hope people do all of that soon and often because Primarily, it tends to improve the quality of people's lives when they apply these tools. And secondarily, it tends to prompt comments and questions. And if you have any of those comments, questions, answers, testimonials to share with us, please give us a call at 563-999-3581. And when you call that number, if you press 1, it will put the little icon of a hand by your phone number I'll realize that you want to talk. I'll turn on the microphone and announce you by your area code, and we can have a conversation. If you're listening to this in the archive and you would like to get some feedback on an issue or present a testimonial, you can email us at tjh at mindshifters-academy.org or you can email genie at j-e-a-n-i-e at org. W-H-Y-A-G, A-I-N dot O-R-G. And when we get those comments, questions, answers, or testimonials, as we address them on the show, we will then, as time allows, send you an email letting you know what day and time your comment was addressed or question or testimonial. And you can listen back to the archive and hear the feedback or input or the discussion that was prompted by your question. We like to remind people that there are no bad questions. Everyone benefits whenever even those of us who have been doing this for as many years as Dr. Michael Rice has. We all benefit when people ask questions, and we are put through the process of analysis and v- reviewing and applying new life experiences to questions, even if it's the same old question. So there are no bad questions. We encourage even people who are brand new to the system to ask questions. We encourage people who've been doing and listening to the show off and on for years to call in and give us feedback at 563-999-3581 and press 1 when you call that number and we can have a conversation. How can we support you? It makes it far easier for us to live into our intention with this work, which is to be of service, when people call and let us know what would be of service to them. We've had people recently, since the beginning of the year, calling in to do some worksheets. We've had me do um, two of them on all live on air. We've had some reported glitches with the app from the App Store, uh, which Jeannie mentioned yesterday had been repaired, so... That's another thing we can discuss and or take your feedback on is, have you been using the app? Do you like the app? Is it of value to you? I find that I use it most often on the go or in the evening or at night rather than getting out of bed and um, hunting for a pen and paper that I will be in bed and pick up the app and start you know, doing my worksheets right there which is um huge benefit for me. I have um, had several people lately who've been struggling with issues related to Boundaries, attraction to people, dual relationships, and um, it's quite quite a rich area to explore. If you are a teacher, if you are a counselor, if you are uh, in a position of authority in any kind of a group, uh, if you're not monitoring your attraction levels and the dual relationships that can get um, initiated if you're not keeping your values and priorities in focus all day every day it is very easy to create chaos or disruption or make your life unmanageable or there's all kinds of different ways to say it and one of the things that's quite useful is to Notice that if you're having doubts about something, that doubt is a real good feedback system. It's part of your emotional feedback system, and it's an indication that something's off the mark. And so you can put that doubt on a worksheet to good advantage in your life. The worksheet process, again, is there to help me clarify what it is I'm doing with my thoughts to generate, actually create the emotions I'm experiencing at any moment. And it's especially useful if I'm having any kind of a negative emotion and my mind at any level wants to tell me that that's being caused by someone else someone or something outside of me. That's where the worksheet process goes, its value goes beyond words each new heartbeat. There have been all kinds of life lessons over the years that Many of us have had to learn the hard way because of um, poor boundaries, uh, people in power of authority, not um, paying attention to uh, dual relationships, not paying attention to what's in the best interest of the person that I, I say I'm here to help or that the system has been arranged so that I would be helpful to these people. And whenever I lose sight of my values, my priorities, and I let that influence my boundaries, um Things get unmanageable quite quickly. That's a a phrase that's often used in uh, the 12-step programs. If your life is unmanageable. One one of the things that will make our lives more and more unmanageable is if we get involved with people who have problems and we don't keep our boundaries in, in line, if we don't keep our priorities in line, if we're not making sure that our intentions are keyed to love, because our intentions become the building blocks of our goals and our goals are what drive our behavior. We will never do a behavior unless we have first set a goal. And the goal is in our minds to help manage stress. Stress again being that Restless or uncomfortable energy that gets generated in my life, in my mind, in my energy system by the difference between the way I see things in the world and the way I want them to be. And anytime there's a difference between the way the world looks to me and the way I want the world to look, It's going to create a tension, and it's an uncomfortable tension. We call it stress. And the only way for me to manage that level of discomfort or stress is for me to manage my goals. One of the best ways to manage goals is make sure that my intentions, which are always what give rise to my goals in the first place, Make sure that my intentions are keyed to love. How do I do that? Well, there's a filter over the frontal lobes of the brain, we words hold. And that filter can either be set to hostility or fear or rakma, And rakma is a filter over the frontal lobes of the brain that allows only intentions keyed to love to be stored in the mind. And those are the things that are, whenever I go to set a goal... I'm choosing from the pool of intentions that I may have been thinking about or I may have been holding on to. And so if I want to make sure that my goals are loving, I make sure that I'm only holding on to intentions that are keyed to love. And if I do that in conjunction with an awareness of what are my values and what are my priorities and what are my morals and my ethics, however you want it, whatever word you want to use for that, then it makes it far easier for me to hold only loving intentions and then therefore be able to generate only loving goals so if if someone is in a position of authority or power and they think you know that that this is a good place for me to get my needs met from that position of authority or power, it's going to be rather disastrous for them and everybody else. Because uh, when somebody is in power and they think they're going to get their own needs met, other people are going to get damaged and hurt. And their rights and or their boundaries are going to get trampled. So anybody, you know, it's like... uh, the the dynamic which lets us understand that every freedom that we have carries with it a corresponding responsibility. You know, the, the, the most easy to uh, talk about in this culture is having a driver's license. It allows you quite a bit of freedom to be able to get in a car and just go where you want to go. And as soon as you become able to drive a car and in possession of a car to drive, you have tremendous freedom that you didn't have when you were just bound to wherever your feet could take you or a bicycle could take you if you were lucky enough to have a bike. However... There's a tremendous amount of responsibility that goes with that vehicle and the license to operate it. This is, you know, a massive piece of machinery that can cause all kinds of destruction and mayhem and injury and death if it is mishandled. So it is absolutely important that with that freedom, people accept the responsibility Well, the same can be said for any level of authority, any level of, quote, power, close quotes. If the person who has been bestowed an authority position or a power position does not live up to the responsibility that goes with that, then much chaos and disruption is the result. People's lives become more and more unmanageable and people get less and less satisfied with the experiences in their life. So if you have any doubts about, well, should I do this or should I do that or should I exercise my power or my authority in this way or that way, it is highly recommended that you put that set of thoughts that you think are generating the doubt onto a worksheet, clarify your goals, cancel the thoughts and the goals, and ask to be shown from a higher, more wise, wisdom-based, integrated part of your consciousness, your being, and then get guidance from your own best inner guidance source. So our call-in number is 563-999-3581. If you call that number and press 1, we can have a conversation. How can we support you today? What's on your mind? What would be of use to you to spend this day? Is there a comment or question you have about the worksheets that have already been done so far this year? Is there a comment or question you have about the relevance of the work we did Practically every day last year, when we were reading the Way of Mastery, and or the compatibility between the Way of Mastery and the work we're presenting on Mindshifters Radio, I had a um, I had a message from Dr. Rice on Friday that the show that he did, the half of the show that he did on Thursday and Friday was stepping a gentleman through a worksheet process. And he sent me the link because it had been uploaded to YouTube, so it's easier than trying to scroll through the archives from the website on Blog Talk Radio or on Michael and Jeannie's uh, website from the link to Blog Talk. And um, what it amounts to is, two hours of recording, two full hours shows spent just to just barely get through one worksheet with one person. And so w- what I recommended for Michael to send out to people if he was going to send this to people is Whether you're on YouTube or you're on the uh, audio player that comes with MindShiftersAcademy.org, you can find the setting that says playback speed and play it back at 1.5 or 1.75 or 2.0 playback speed. And if you play that back, At 2.0, they have fixed the problem we used to have years ago that everybody sounded like a chipmunk. They keep the tone in range and they just speed up the, the, the playback of the words. And since there was so much slow pace, to my ear, it's
0: completely
2: doable to get the content if you're listening to it at twice the playback speed, which means you get the full two hours in only an hour. Sometimes people have difficulty listening, so they might benefit from playing it back at one-and-a-half speed or one-and-three-quarters speed. But please keep that in mind if you're going back to the archives or if you're tapping into the files that we have from mindshiftersacademy.org any of those pages whether it's the audio libraries page or the best of audio page that has the, the six files that were played during, between Christmas and New Year's last year it's possible to choose a different playback speed and still be able to completely grasp the content. And um, Michael was saying that he thinks the worksheet that was done over the two hours of those two shows was one of the most powerful that he's experienced in all these years of doing the Internet show, at least. Um, Prior to this... Uh, I really only, I only have recollection of hearing him say that about one of the worksheets that happened in the first year, and that was in 2011 with a caller by the name of Lynn who did a worksheet on her murderous rage that had been active for over 20 years related to people cheating her out of her medical license, and, um, so I, I don't know how this one compares. I don't know how Michael is seeing them as on the same level, but that's what he said. So if you're interested in that, um, if you don't know how to find that on YouTube, we can entertain your questions about that and get that that link made readily available. And if you're listening to it on YouTube, you may not know this, but you have the chance. To choose your playback speed, you go to the settings wheel, and um, and it will let you. It looks like a gear, and it will let you choose playback speed. On YouTube, it gives you the chance to be slower one one quarter speed, half speed, three quarter speed, normal one and a quarter, one and a half, one and three quarters, and 2.0. So that's my public service announcement for today. And we're ready to either launch into... An entirely new topic or a worksheet or here available. This is a Tuesday, so there will be a support group tonight. It's always uh, interesting, flying blind, wondering who's going to show up or not for a support group. It's wide open. We've had a couple people in just the past couple months. We've had brand new callers to the show, and we've tried to get them to understand that the support group is wide open and all the resources that are available absolutely free. And so maybe we'll get brand new people showing up to the group. Maybe not. But you can join us and all the information that you would need to be able to join us is available on MindShiftersAcademy.org and... Please remember, if you go there, it's a separate login information for Tuesday and a separate one for Thursday. So, with no hands up and some questions about the app recently, I thought I would open the app and take a look at to um, see if if we work through a worksheet, if it gives me all the results I want. So um, what my fingers just did was pull up the abbreviated worksheet from the app. And that worksheet says, I, Tim, who am love, have through denial trained my carbon-based memory, which means simply the brain in my head, which is there to record whatever is put into it and then spit it back out. It's not a thinking device. It is not an intelligent processor. It is simply like the hard drive on a computer. But when I deny that I'm the one creating my own responses, I train that part of my mind to show me pictures and the lie that people and things outside of me are causing my upset. And most often this is happening because we're confusing a co-relationship or something that's correlated because it happened close in proximity of time to some other thing. And we're assuming a cause and effect relationship where none exists. But when I do that, I train my mind to show me the lie that my feelings and my forgetting my true nature as love are caused by someone or something outside of me. And so in this instance, the trigger is Joe. And Joe is refusing to... Acknowledge my contributions and efforts. My feelings in this particular worksheet are hurt, emotional hurt. And my thoughts that cause my feelings. My thoughts are he doesn't value me. He doesn't value or respect me. And so then the next uh, the next question is how is it that I want to punish or avoid him or myself and the punishment thought is um telling him he's wrong And I'm not aware of a punishment thought for myself. So the next button then takes me to a new page on the app. This one says... I choose to honor truth. I'm changing the word from love to honor. I'm choosing to honor truth and willingly go through the physical and the mental and the emotional symptoms of healing, which I recognize might be any physical symptom I've ever had, and um, and fatigue, any negative thought I've ever had and confusion and any negative emotional state I've ever had and depression and I breathe and soften that I'm willing to go through that. And then the third step says I who am love want Joe to um acknowledge and value my contributions. so that I can feel validated. Step four says, I choose to reconnect my conscious awareness to my original being of love instead of focusing on my upset. And this is where I usually coach people in the support group put their hand over their heart space and breathe a little bit and think about the most loving, safe, happy, contented, joyful thoughts or memories they have. And I often go to one of the many loving interactions I've had with my two sons. One might be generated pride. One might be to generate just this warm, loving feeling about how blessed I am to have them in my life. And I breathe and soften into that. It doesn't take long for me in this time, and then I hit the next button. And now step five in this worksheet says, in order to collapse my false reality and be liberated from my hostility or fear, and as long as I'm going to try to maintain awareness of myself as love, and see the truth about me and my object of attention. I cancel my goal for Joe to acknowledge and value my contributions and I invite Ruka which is the ancient Aramaic word for an internal mechanism that each and every one of us has that's there placed there by our Creator And it's there to break off the effects of our errors in thought and guide us to truth and happiness if we just ask it to. So I'm going to ask Ruka to incline me toward healing, to restore me to my awareness, to my original nature of love, to assist me in keeping love conscious, active, and present, and to help me come into direct, conscious relationship with and gently remove the dissociated and projected parts of my carbon-based memory. So I breathe into each of those and checkmark those boxes. And then I like to do a little meditation where I remind myself to cycle through the thoughts that I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, including myself. Because, Lord knows, I've spent enough time over the past four years wishing that this situation would change. And it hasn't. So there's no amount, after all this time, of my trying something new in the realm of the intellect, in the realm of action, that's going to make a change. So I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind. I put my conscious logical mind aside for now. I soften and breathe into the open state of allowing and ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating this upset. And I breathe and I soften And I become aware of some sadness, some deep sadness, and I thought of a situation that happened when I was 21 years old and came home from college and offered to show my dad what I'd learned about hypnosis. And he backed away from me like I was trying to hand him a white-hot coal in his palm. And he threw his hands up and said, get away from me. And I thought, this I've never in my entire life had a response like that from my father. And I instantly think of myself at four or five years old, and I have some memories of being that age and either asking my dad about or talking to him about his dad, probably just from insight, intuition, maybe some kind of spiritual connection with his father. My dad's father died when he was six years old, so I never met my dad's dad. And my impression is that when I talked to him about it or asked him about it, he probably jumped back just the same way he did when I was 21. And I think about that four-year-old little Timmy who would have given Anything to help his father, to have his father know that he loves him and cares about him. And tears come up for me, and I think how hard that must have been for my four-year-old self to be in the experience of being rejected, even if my dad wasn't rejecting me, even if he was just reacting out of his own grief avoidance or whatever. So I breathe and I soften and I just allow. And now I take a breath and scan my body and I notice that I feel calmer and I'm still aware of the sadness although it seems to be fading And about the situation in number one, I see the college experience with hypnosis and rejection and my four-year-old experience. I'm just making a quick note here about that. In the app, it gives plenty of space for that. And then it asks me to pay attention to when I may have violated this goal that I have for someone else, or that I may have failed to acknowledge and value my own contributions, or I may have acknowledged or failed to acknowledge or value the contributions of somebody else. And I can think of several instances there. breathe and soften into that and put my initials in that box. And then it says, the next step is, I acknowledge us for creating truth and perfect love. And I'm going to choose a goal here based on this issue that I'm willing to set towards Joe. And this would be two more worksheets one will be on the four-year-old experience and one will be on today's sadness which seems to be fading well type that in anyway, and then we reach the end, and it gives me the opportunity to see that in a PDF, and then forward that to myself through my email, which I always like to do. It isn't always cooperating with that, but it works today, and that's accomplished, Now we have a hand up. Area code 904. You are in the air. Who do we have, and how can we support you today?
3: Yes. Hi, Dr. Tim. My name is Dusty, and uh, I'm a friend of Michael's from the 70s, and uh, I enjoy your show very much. I I love the way that you um, uh, clearly present things, and I have a question for you that uh, maybe you can help me with um, here in the in the West when we think of mind uh, the occidental mind is kind of neck up you know head stuff where in the more um i believe more aware oriental viewpoint, it also includes the heart and the uh, greater area of sensing, and I wonder if you could comment on uh, mind and uh, the geography of the body, how all that, you know, what's what there? The
2: geography of the body?
3: Well, well, if you understand, in other words, uh, instead of just head up, it's just a, uh, you know, a head process, thinking, Um. I've heard described by people much wiser than me that it, al- it also includes the heart and you know, the greater sensing and it's not just a head thing to think. But I don't I'm asking you, um I realize this is kind of a off the wall question, but it would help me to know, um when when you say mind what, what you're saying so what what, what, what does what that will,
2: what, what will it help you what will it help you understand that's that's the question so what's what's the benefit of the like if I have the perfect answer to this question for you,
0: how will it change what
2: you do in the next day or two with your own if you're trying to do worksheets or if you're trying to you know get rid of a negative emotional state or if you're trying to make a difficult decision in your life if I have the perfect answer for this question how will that benefit you maybe that'll help me answer the question
3: oh okay um, it uh gives me a um, generally uh a, a greater awareness i do notice that i have a tendency to self talk way too much i'm very mental i'm go, going on all the time in there and i try not to do that unless it's getting me somewhere um but when I think of something and I'm working with something, uh, maybe a concept for instance uh, would um, i mean to include the heart and the the more of the torso than just the neck up um I've heard it put in so many different ways. I'm sorry. I'm not being very clear about it here, but, um, the, uh, well, so are you
2: asking sol- for assistance in getting out of your head? Are you asking for in for assistance in tuning into your intuition instead of your logic?
3: Uh, well, I guess, you know, that would be very helpful. Um, uh, wasn't exactly my question, but if you have anything on that, I would love to hear it.
0: Well, I'm very intuitive
3: this... as it is.
2: You're I'll intuitive, say, and 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 you're locked in self-talk, and you don't know how yeah, to quite tap often into I find anything myself... below your neck. How, how how could you say that? How could you have those two things be true at the same time? Help me
3: understand that. Well, let let me just change the question in because you actually, uh, in the process here, something came up that's really more important. Um, I try to stay aware and move and be present in the moment, but I get into self-talk a lot, which is just stupid. I mean, I'm not berating anybody or anything so much as I'm just wasting my inner time. How how, How would a person get out of a... Uh, how would I get out of a, a self-talk that mostly seems to be a, a okay. head thing? I walk around.
2: Okay, so there's a uh, there's a Buddhist tradition that instructs the students specifically targeting this issue that you're bringing up. Right, so. And, and, and I, I, I direct you to Pema Chodron, who talks about it beautifully in several of her books. And, you know, the, the actual Buddhist name for it is escaping me right now, but it'll probably come to me soon. But in this meditative state, I simply recognize when I'm thinking, rather than just yes. being present and noticing my thoughts. And I simply label it Thinking. Oh, Tim, thinking.
0: Oh, Oh, there you go,
2: thinking. And it's very much like what Krishnamurti called me to back in the 80s in his writings. Just notice that you're thinking. Well, then what do I do? Just notice that you're thinking. But what should I do when I'm thinking? Just notice that you're thinking. <laughs> Observe that you're thinking. And, and with both the Buddhist tradition and the Krishnamurti teachings, the, in, the, the value is only realized when I can detach my judgment of the fact that I catch myself thinking. So, in one of the Pamela Children books, she says that she was at a seminar and this person had been to one of her previous talks and he was from Texas. And he said, it was so helpful to me. And, of course, I'm from Texas. So, you know, I, I, and the phrase in my head now is, "Well, thinking good, buddy. <laughs> just that much. It's okay, not to
3: make a distinction. Oh, I'm sorry, anything
2: other, it's just labeling the process. And recognizing that it will go on endlessly, it will never benefit me for the resolution of a problem, and I don't need to be upset about it. I don't need to generate upset over it. My goal is not to end thinking, my goal is to observe accurately the difference between thinking and processing and judging and evaluating and just observing and being, breathing and softening into the moment.
3: Oh, nice. I get it. I hear what you're saying. Thank you. That's a very good tool. I appreciate it.
2: What I tell oh, people a yeah. lot and they'll come in, 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 in for sessions is that um, they most of the people that end up coming to see me as a patient or a client of any kind Are decidedly above average intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so I tell them, look, I'm not trying to praise you or compliment you. This is a description, not a compliment. You are above average in your intelligence, in your intellectual capacity. You come in here to see me and you say, I have this problem I can't solve. I instantly know that problem is not at the conscious logical level. How do I know that? Mm-hmm. Because if it were at the conscious logical level, the very first time an above average intelligence mind encountered that problem, soon afterwards, that same brain mind entity would say, here's the solution. So when I'm stuck... And there's any kind of a negative emotion that I'm generating, I instantly know whatever my mind is telling me is false. It's based in a lie. It's about an old tape playing in my head. It's not the present moment situation that's generating this. And if I sit and spin in thought about it, speak or act from that negative thought or emotion, I'm just going to make my life worse, not better.
0: It's okay. quite literally
2: like throwing garbage on the buffet table right before dinner. It cannot improve the dining experience.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a stinking thinking and a catch so and then just be aware that this is thought. This is not presence. It's uh, you know because I keep thinking if I can get rid. Other words, if I don't have inner dialogue I'm more able to be present and discern the truth and so it's I guess it's not
2: about getting rid of the inner dialogue it's not about it's just getting about rid being of the aware inner dialogue of it. it's about the value you give it it's about whether or not you use it to berate yourself you you said earlier I'm not berating anybody and of course we know that's an absolute lie because the word berating is coming out of your mouth that means somewhere in your mind, thoughts of berating are resonating, and you were talking about your own self-talk. So, yes, that that's exactly what's happening. It's just okay. like when somebody says to me,
0: I am not angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: okay. I all Point levels. taken. I, I feel your anger, et cetera. You know, Dr. Rice used to talk about this a lot in his lectures, and he would say, you know, if somebody comes to you and they've got a vacation planned for the summer and they come to you in the spring and they start telling you how they're not going to Russia and they're not going to China and they're not going to Tahiti and they're not going to Australia, and you think they're crazy. Right? Because that's, that's not mm-hmm. what people do. They say right. where they're going, what they're thinking about doing. I'm thinking about taking a trip to southern Mexico or South Africa. Right. So if I'm saying words, it's because those words and the thoughts associated with them have been resonated in my brain. If I put the word not or don't or isn't in front of those words, it doesn't change the fact that that's what's resonated in my brain. Okay. So if you think and, it's a bad yeah. thing to have your inner dialogue and you believe it's really a bad thing, and you reinforce that thought that this is a bad thing that you have your inner dialogue, you're going to generate negative emotions about it every time you realize you have an inner dialogue. And yet, if you soften and breathe and say, listen, life is just what it is, the flow of energy that we call thoughts is always going to be there, it only has the impact on me that I create for it. This is right from the way of mastery. It's right from the Course in Miracles. It's right from Guy Finley's teachings. It's right from Byron Katie's teachings. Byron Katie says she doesn't suffer because of her negative thoughts. She only suffers when she believes her negative thoughts. We can't ah, have negative thoughts. Okay.
0: We're, we're,
2: we're, we're swimming in the soup of life. All minds are joined. There is only the one yes. mind. Any thought that any human has ever had might pass through my mind in the next moment. That's not what creates my upset or my problem or my disease. The ones that I grab onto or try to push away, the ones that I value at a different level, the ones that I pour my mind energy into at a high enough level to generate this physical energetic response that we call emotion, those are the ones that create my experience.
3: Okay, so a way to make this whole, uh, and so to um, to more effectively, you're saying just be aware of that, and decide from there. Or um, how does how
2: does be aware does it of it, on? and and and, yeah? and say you know, like one of the one of the little things that came to me years ago is to start talking about. I have these thoughts, and I have. I, I put this in in part of the. Uh, forgiveness pattern from time to time i say i take my conscious logical mind and i put it on the shelf for now right it's over there spinning it's got all kinds of ideas and input nice okay thanks, <laughs> for, thanks for your input you know I'll talk to you later another way i've talked about it is i put my conscious logical mind over here at the kitty table with oreo cookies and milk and i just let it play with the other conscious logical minds over there and so I'm I'm just not going to focus on it I know it's there I know it's you know chattering away but I'm not going to value it I'm not going to focus on it I'm not going to raise it in priority above my breath and my awareness of what's the sensation you know from either my toes working up the top of my head or vice versa or following my breath or watching a thought imagining it getting okay. wrapped in a cartoon bubble and then floating away and then waiting expectantly for what would the next thought be in in a in a passive allowing observing mode i do not generate upset at my chattering
3: mind okay so i uh, so that means um it's uh okay to assume that because who's going to be able to stop it anyway that the mind is going to chatter a bit but not to buy into it just to let it be and stay with the presence of now and love
2: yes yeah you let it be because you can't do anything about it if it's there it's there but you don't value it above whatever else you've decided to do, which is breathing. I I remember Uh,
0: uh, I I
2: wanted to learn how to meditate, and and every every meditation technique I had I failed miserably at until I found this one by Ram Dass in one of his books. He said, carve out a period of time. Let's say you're going to meditate for 20 minutes or half an hour. Let's say you're going to do that at 2 o'clock, and you make sure that you've got no commitments that are going to interrupt you for the next half hour from 2 o'clock on. And before you start your meditation, this was back when we had no cell phones or anything, so we said take the phone off the hook or put it in the drawer, lock the door, make a commitment if somebody comes knocking at your door, you're not going to answer it unless they're yelling. There's a fire in the building, right? You want to keep yourself safe. But other than that, for the next half hour, you make this appointment with yourself. This is for 2 o'clock. You make an appointment with yourself for 6.30 that night. If anything comes up in my meditation In the next half hour that I think I really should have strong emotions about or take an action on I'll do that at 630 tonight but now for the next half hour I'm going to sit here and breathe comfortably I'm going to be sitting in my chair or laying on my meditation mat breathing comfortably and just shifting the focus of my attention gently from one to another to another of these three focuses of attention one is I watch my breath and I notice how it feels coming in through the nose, feeling the chest and coming back out. I just notice the breath. I'm not trying to breathe in a certain way. I'm just noticing what the body's doing with the breath. The second focus of attention is I scan my body from time to time, from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, and I just notice what am I feeling in my left ankle? What am I feeling in my my left calf, et cetera? And, and then I might go for three or four body parts, and then I gently shift over back to the breath. And then the third focus of attention is my thoughts, whatever thoughts are floating into my mind. This was where the idea of you let a thought float in. I'm left-handed, so I imagine it coming in from the left side. It forms, and I, I put a little cartoon bubble around it, whatever it is. Oh, there's an image of me being an axe murderer. Okay, let that image float, and then I let it float in the cartoon bubble, and I look expectantly to the left it just floated off to the right i just look expectantly to the left i wonder what's going to come next and a thought might come in and i just breathe into it and just let it be there and let the thought bubble form around it let it drift away and 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 then i go Oh, i wonder what my breath is doing and i gently shift my focus between scanning the body in this body inventory watching the breath and watching the thoughts float in and float away and if i sit or lie comfortably for 20 minutes or the half an hour, and I just do that, whatever else happens, it's been a successful meditation. And then, if I think about something in one of those thought bubbles, oh, this is really important, and oh, I really need to pour emotional energy into that, I can do that at 6.30 tonight. But for this next half hour, I'm not going to generate, I'm not going to elevate it to the level of value I'm not going to resist it in any way. I'm just going to breathe into it and let it float away. Okay. So hopefully oh, that, that will be of value bubble. to you. Yeah, we have left it we have exhausted our hour, so I will thank you for the call and uh the question and um I'll mute you so you can listen to the second hour. And I will remind us all that we come from love. We're made of the stuff we call love. We actually are love, and everything else is false. And I'll say hello to Jeannie Rice and turn on the microphone.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that.
2: You're welcome. And serving, have a great show.
1: Thanks. So welcome, everybody, to the second hour of Mind Shifters Radio. And today is Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. And our call-in number is 563-999-3581. And press 1, and that puts you into queue to talk to us. And we'd love to hear your comments and questions, because that makes this your show. And while we're waiting on Michael to dial in, I will be putting up, probably during the radio show, I'll multitask here while he's talking and get the uh, video for the Global Book Club for uh, last week. I'll get it on the website. And then also, Michael has redone a seven-step worksheet, a little bit kind of compressed, uh, not as much detail in it. It's the one that he used Sunday at a workshop that we did in Johnson City, Tennessee. And so hopefully, before the end of the show, that'll be on the website, so watch for those yay the on <laughs> the online worksheets are still being worked on. I finally uh gave up trying and called contacted my guy in India, so he's been working on that, or he's going to be working on that, so they're not operational yet; they are fixed. you can use them it's just that it's not automatically carrying over answers like it's supposed to. But you can use them, they are operational. And the apps seem to be working fine. I tested them out on both my Android and my iPhone. So um, those are both up and going. So just let me know if you run into anything. I, said, I think there's been this cyber space dinosaur or something that has been attacking and giving me opportunities for about the last week. So anyway. Let me know if you run across something else. And we are getting really close to finalizing dates for Heartland, so watch for that on the website as well. And we'll also be announcing yeah. it here on the radio show. And Michael will be doing another podcast this afternoon as soon as the show's over. So it's been busy here. Welcome, Michael.
4: Lots of good things going on, lots of good things. And uh, if somebody would like to test out the uh, the new worksheet. Uh, Jeannie's working on putting on the site now. We just completed the PDF of it this morning, had prepared it for, uh, for Saturday and had it printable, but uh, not the PDF to go on the site yet. So that's uh, coming together. And basically what I did is I took our current seven-step worksheet, which, you know, it's got everything in it, and I trimmed out some of the more in-depth, some of the more complex ideas, to simplify it and make it teachable in a shorter period of time, doable in a shorter period of time, but it's got all the highlights in it. So watch for the link uh, in the notes, and it will show up and it will be called the Seven Step Current Short Worksheet. So, you know, that's the shorter version and as i say it just uh takes out some of the more complex steps and makes it a simpler dynamic to uh to play with. So and if you if somebody would like to uh, to do that worksheet, you know, have an issue in your life that you'd like to work on, then we could go ahead and uh utilize that worksheet we did the seven step just the other day with John and he got some really wonderful insights and this one's hitting all the high notes. So If we can support you and you're ready, then let's uh, tap in and put that one to work. Beyond that, if you're thinking about joining us at Heartland this summer, you know, for either the work weeks or for an intensive, as Jeannie said, we're getting close to determining it. We actually weren't planning to do an intensive season this summer. However, we had some folks from the Steiner School, at Waldorf education contact us and they wanted to use the center for an intensive of theirs. And that sort of motivated us to move in the direction of, and we haven't finalized with them yet, but sort of motivated us to move in the direction of uh, going ahead and doing some work projects, getting the property you know, ready after four years of being closed up or three years. And so if you're thinking about doing that, please let us know. That will help us to finalize. Let us know what you're interested in. If you're interested in doing a nine-day, why is this happening to me again, or a 17-day teacher training, that will help us to determine exactly how we're going to set that schedule up. So. Got uh, lots of plans. Some of you know Terry Bowling, who, uh, who spent a couple of years at Heartland on the support team. He's a contractor, and uh, he's actually planning on coming with a couple of his uh, his guys, his employees, who are he's been introducing to the work and doing worksheets with them. So he's planning on bringing them, and we're going to get some some things rocking at Heartland. So so that'll be fun, and uh, I'm excited about doing that. And beyond that. We're going to do everything we can do to take this and make it available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. It just seems like things are expanding out in terms of the different podcasts we're doing. And uh, that whole market way of marketing, of putting the work out there and making it available to people, seems to be expanding and opening. So that's pretty cool. Since we stopped traveling with the... uh, with the fact that Jeannie's dad was needing some support here, and we have a granddaughter we're raising that uh, that keeps us pretty much centered here in Bristol, Virginia. And so, if you have any podcasts that you enjoy and you'd like to hear us on, them, I'll let people know. If you have a uh, a center of any kind that's doing uh, Zoom Sunday services or weekday sessions or what have you, let them know. We're open to presenting and making the work available on a wider and wider scale and globally. Our objective is every mind, heart and being on the planet. The uh, the book is in the process of uh, of being translated into a new language, Mandarin, which is, I don't even know how many, couple of billion people is going to become available too. So that's pretty cool. So, I don't know, I think we're up to nine different languages for the book. If you haven't read Why Is This Happening to Me Again as yet, the book is uh, out of print, although you can usually buy a copy fairly inexpensively on eBay or on Amazon. There are used copies available. And you're welcome to go to our website and download the book free in any one of nine different languages. So if you go to why again, dot org forward slash book, then you'll find links to several different translations. So you're welcome to download it, put it to work. And of course, if you want an explanation of the forgiveness process, you can go to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and type in Michael R-Y-C-E and you'll find our channel, and there is the latest three-hour workshop that we did of why is this happening to me again that lays out and explains the whole forgiveness process. And as soon as we get the uh, the video from Saturday's workshop, which brings it down to a two-hour explanation with this simpler worksheet, the previous one, the three-hour, has the full seven-step, and so we'll be putting that video out, and we'll let you know that that is also going to be available, so... The uh, the mechanisms for making the first century Aramaic forgiveness process, which in 50 years of searching I have never found anything that even comes close to it, except in that which comes out of the first century Aramaic language. And so if we can support you in any way, shape, or form, that's what we're here to do. And delighted to have you part of our conversation today. So, Ms. Jean, do we have anybody in the phone queue with a hand up? Anything happening in the chat room? Any questions?
1: From the app. There is a hand up. Awesome. Let's say hello. And I believe it's Miss Roma. Oh, poor, she just – well, Roma, I thought your hand was up and then it disappeared. Was your hand up? <laughs> Maybe not. Roma? No? Okay, but Celinda's hand went up, so I'll turn Celinda's microphone on. 541, you're on the air.
5: Yes, uh, Michael and Jean. Welcome, young lady. um, Welcome to you, too. (laughs) It's a beautiful day here. I hope it is over there. And um, I have one quick question. Uh, this morning I was listening to Doctor Tim, and he was using a very abbreviated form of the seven steps. Uh, Do what, sweetie? I oh, all right. If that is the same, mute, uh, if that is the same one that you are doing in this new uh, as a new PDF, and that will be on Could you could,
4: could you repeat that question again, please?
5: Okay. The question is, um, Dr. Tim um, did an, um, a worksheet for himself this morning from his app, and it was very, very simple. And I'm asking, is that the same uh, worksheet that you are adopting uh, or adapting for the um, for the website? And can I download no. it? I haven't.
4: Okay. Okay. There, are, there are two different worksheets in the app. There is the full seven-step worksheet, and then there's one that Jeannie uses in her women's workshop on women healing women. So I assume that that's the one you're talking about. That's the simpler one. But the
0: so,
4: worksheet that we're talking about from Saturday is a totally new worksheet. It doesn't appear anywhere in the world yet except in the hands okay. of the people who were part of this workshop on Saturday. And Jeannie is working as we speak to put it on the website so it will be available.
5: So is that uh, one Jeannie's worksheet for women, is that available at the YN.org? It's on the uh, website. Our...
1: It is. It's and on the website the in, in the
5: app. And, it's and called abbreviated. Yeah. Abbreviated seven steps?
1: It just says abbreviated, um, yeah, it does say abbreviated seven-step. And it, on the website, it actually says that Jeannie uses in the Women Healing Women.
5: Perfect. I shall look it up and download it. I really liked it. It was direct to the point. wasn't confusing for me and, and wasn't a distraction for me in trying to uh, organize my thoughts. So that's, that's great. I shall do that. Thank you so much. Awesome. Delighted. Awesome. And delighted. So right. am I. You, you two are rocking.
4: <laughs> Things are moving, for sure. Things are moving, yes. yes. I
5: love it. I love All right. it. Thank well, you Well, thanks, Nicole. So you, right, you have a great day.
4: Yeah, okay. Cool. Well, I have a question from, the, uh, from um, a private chat that was uh, being done on Facebook and uh our conversation last week about the uh marijuana uh, this woman wrote and said "Her 18-year-old son uh who's patterning things after his dad and he's trying to get him to understand she's trying to get him to understand the worksheet and to think about why growing and using pot might not be a good thing for his brain that's 18. and so you might uh, want to just access the uh if you're in, interested in that topic and uh, you might want to access the website page on marijuana and i'm thinking jeannie that uh, maybe we could make that page marijuana and alcohol and we could put the article that i post on facebook about alcohol I'm i'm kind of amazed that uh, i've gotten through this many years in my world and until i started to research alcohol there was just so much i did not understand about it and so i'll, I'll send you that that article i just did an edit to it so i'll send that to you and maybe we can put it on the uh, marijuana page and make it marijuana and alcohol
1: and just- wait we actually already have so many links going to the marijuana page that now I'd have to go back and change them all. But we do already have pages about alcohol and the 12-step and, and drugs and addiction, so I can put links to all of that and link them together. Cool. But I think changing Sweet. the name of the marijuana page is going to turn oh, into too, too messy.
4: Okay. Got it. Okay. Understood. Sweet. Okay. And then the... Uh, The young lady who wrote me about her son and and marijuana wanted to uh, understand more about the idea that we spoke about last week of when brain cells fire together, they wire together. So the idea there is to recognize that whenever two things that are not connected in the mind become associated because two things in the environment resonate those things at the same time then what happens when they fire together at the same time is that they literally become connected and the file we call it the file folder effect the file folder effect says that when one of those sets of brain cells fire then the second set fires as well And so I use an example of of two sets of brain cells that I know everybody's got, and that is that everybody's got a set of brain cells that represents the color purple. If I say purple, something starts to resonate or move in your mind. And then I know that everybody's got brain cells for the animal called an alligator, And those two have probably never been wired together before. And so what what we recognize is that when they do fire together, they literally become connected. And so when I say don't think about a purple alligator, then what we know is that the fact that I utilize those two statements at the same time there's going to be a resonance between those two files. And though you've probably never thought about, unless you going to use this example, a purple alligator before, now if I say the words purple and alligator, they're going to fire together at the same time. Well, that's just how this mind works. And so what we're looking to do is to recognize it and and a place where this is especially important to understand and especially applicable is in the area of relationships. So when we're in a relationship situation and let's say an old hurt resonates and I'm in a relationship with someone that's brand new, that if they say or do something, you know, the fact that they're in my presence, my file, so to speak, on them is active in my mind. And if they do a behavior that resonates that old hurt in me, then the fact that they're in my presence and my hurt is resonating, those two files will tend to become wired together. And when they do, there's a link in them. And until I forgive as to that resonance, until I forgive as to that link that's made, then whenever, whenever I'm in that person's presence, that old file that holds that hurt is going to be moving in my mind. And as a result, tendency will be to build stronger and stronger connections between that person and an old unresolved hurt until the mind has such a strong link that i start to substitute in my mind i start to substitute my brain's image of them for the actuality of them and the brain's image is that of hurt And so really important to understand that and to recognize that if I wire an old hurt into my brain's image of you, on some level, even though it's unconscious, that hurt is going to impact my relationship with you. You know, let's use an example. Let's imagine that 10 years from now you're listening to the radio show. Yes, we will be here. And I say you know, you were listening to today's show, and 10 years from now, I say, don't think about a purple. Now, after 10 years, the amplitude, the resonance of those words has decayed away or died away, weakened. And so you may have no recall whatsoever that I ever spoke about a purple alligator. However, somewhere in the unconscious, that link is going to be active. Now, it may not move on a level where there's any awareness of it whatsoever, but that resonance will impact the quality of my perception. So, you know, if, if I was in a relationship with somebody 10 years ago and my hurt was moving and I blamed them for my hurt, 10 years later, that link is resonated, I may have no recall of that old hurt that I associated with them but today my perception is going to be impacted the constructs of my mind are going to be impacted by that old link I think that's what led Yeshua 2,000 years ago to say take care of the heart for out of it are the issues in life You'll notice that he didn't say take care the other guy. He didn't say take care your child or your spouse or your parent or your government or your president or your whatever. In every case, if you take care of what's going on inside of you, if you acquire the skill and the ability to deal with and move what's moving inside of you, then your perceptual constructs the way your mind constructs the way it sees any particular object of attention will be far cleaner and far more accurate than if there are all kinds of old resonances in the mind that have never been addressed or dealt with and of course that's the objective of the forgiveness process to go in and and access and clean up those energetic links that many times people have you know it's, Somebody's around somebody, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, am yeah, Just, I'm feeling uncomfortable here. I don't know what's going on. Well, there's an old link in the mind, and they're not able to bring that information up to awareness. So, the the discomfort radiating from the movement of that energy comes to awareness, but the specifics of it don't. And. If we allow unconscious dynamics like that to carry on, if we don't take care of the heart, if we don't take care of what's in our unconscious, it can just mess up anything and everything that's going on in our world. Because remembering that perception is in the mind, are constructs of the mind, what we think we see through our eyes are constructs of the mind. We're not seeing into the world at all. And when we recognize how that unconscious mind impacts the quality of our perception, you know, if you've got a a level one perception, if you think of, you know, quality of perception being from a level one to ten and you've got a level one, people look at what you say and what you think about what's going on and they go, they're a little crazy. That's kind of wacky to, to think that's true. If you've got a level 10 perception, pretty much everybody looks at you and goes, wow, (laughs) I really admire the way you see the world. You've got it true. You've got it accurate. And so as one takes care of what's going on in their own unconscious, and again, the best way I know to consistently, persistently enter into and clean up your unconscious mind, which is a totally unnatural condition to have in in the first place, the way to consistently, persistently clean it up is through forgiveness. So that worksheet is about, here's how I tap into and deal with those unconscious dynamics that I'm not aware of until I step into the forgiveness process. And one of the reasons why we suggest you write your answers down, many people say, oh, I I just do the worksheets in my head. Well, I have a little song that I sing to people who just do worksheets in their head. And the song goes like this. Slip sliding away. You know, the nearer your destination, the more you slip sliding away. That old, I think that was um, Simon. Simon and Garfunkel, maybe. Or Paul Simon, perhaps, on his own. But he had it very clearly that when I start to approach the most pained, unconscious dynamics in my mind, my mind is going to prompt me to move in another direction. And what I want to do is make sure I keep moving the direction of touching into my unconscious dynamics and cleaning them up. Because a mind that has an unconscious dynamic is a mind that does not function properly. I personally have come to the conclusion, you know, if you listen to psychologists today, they'll tell you that 80, 90, 95, maybe even as much as 98% of unconscious. Then your creative process is an unconscious one. And we do a whole workshop that's based in cleaning that one up, and it's called Uncreating Consciously. And then what we realize is you can't not create. You are a creator. You either create out of your conscious dynamics or you create out of what's hidden in you. And if you create out of what's hidden in you, then you're always saying things like, why is this happening to me again? Because you set up circumstances without realizing you're setting them up when you're creating your life unconsciously. So we're just looking to help to clean that dynamic up and, of course, to learn on deeper and deeper levels how to clean that dynamic up for ourselves in our own minds. So that more and more perception is, gets closer and closer to functioning at a level 10. And we get to see the dynamics that otherwise we hide from ourselves. So that would be the idea of the file folder effect. I hope that addresses your question. Your question wasn't very detailed, but uh, certainly once you get to listen to this, uh, if you drop me a note, uh, if you need more clarification, I'll be happy to do it. So thanks for the question. And Ms. Jeannie, do we have anything happening in the chat room or anybody in the film queue with a hand up?
1: There are no hands up. Um, And Bob is in the chat room, and he said, heal yourself, heal the planet. And he says, where can he buy some willpower? <laughs> and then he has a ha-ha-ha beside it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear <laughs> he that says, one. My yep. mind
1: is just a tool that I use when I choose, for I am so much more than my mind. You are so right, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and slip, slide, absolutely. And slip-sliding away was Paul Simon. It was Paul, yeah.
4: yeah I thought so. Yeah. Powerful piece of music about how when people get close to their unconscious dynamics, they just move in a different direction uh, to their own detriment. And so, of course, that uh, actually the, um, the faculty, Bob, that we would talk about, you know, there's a spiritual faculty of will, and then the ego mind has a cheap copy of everything that's real in the spiritual bench, at least that's what I call it, and that is willpower. And willpower tends to be kind of like forcing. I'm going to make this happen, where will is a gentle faculty, allows us to follow through on the commitments that we make without having to force anything, but just, oh, well, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to follow through with. And uh, that's uh, definitely one of the faculties that's uh, a part of that bigger part of us than our minds. And, of course, to to heal, one of my favorite tongue-in-cheek lines in that regard is, got to be out of your mind you've got to get this thing to let go to let loose because the secrets are not hidden in the mind they're hidden by the mind and there's no tool that i know of on the planet aside from forgiveness a la first century aramaic yeshua that lets the grips that the mind have on our awareness loosen and heal like that first century aramaic forgiveness tool So I hope things are all well, up over or down under, whichever way we happen to look at the map of the globe. I love the map that, uh, actually we don't have one here, but we have a copy of it at Heartland. We bought a big wall map and it has Australia at the top of the world. (laughs) Just uh, everything's perception. So we're about the halfway point through the show, we've got a half an hour left, so there's Lots of time for dialogue, lots of times for que- time for questions, thoughts, answers, ideas. So if you're out there in listener land, and especially if you're listening on one of those stations where we can't see you, then our call-in number is 563-999-3581. If you call that number, you'll be listening to the show directly. And then if you push 1... That will raise a hand in the control panel, and we will be having a conversation. So, would love to hear from you, Missini. Anything on your plate, or anybody with a hand up? Anything? Oh, the I got plenty on my
1: working, plate, by the
6: way.
1: It is. It is. And um, okay. I have uh, got the as soon as I click the update button right now, the new worksheet is online awesome it's on on the website i'm gonna put it a couple different places it'll also be in the notes for today sweet and it'll be under the section called more because that's one of the sections that can pop up easily for the app and so you can access it that way you won't be able to do it on the app but you can uh, access it that way you can go to the website and click on um under multimedia and then there's a section says more and if you go to that then it'll be the top link um so and we'll be awesome. putting some pictures out on the website of our garden that's coming along and i'm not sure if dusty has raised his hand again i know he talked to dr tim but his hands still up so i'm going to turn on his microphone and see if he has another question dusty well, good, on to
4: say here. good to say hello to the young man how do you be well, hi. And I thought Australia wasn't at the top of the
3: map. So, there you go. Um, Everybody's but, got a reality. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I I heard a, a a significant amount of your um connection. I forget whether his name was John or whatever with the uh, last part of last week you did worksheets with him. Head injury right, yep. guy. Right. I have to say, Michael, that was absolutely stone cold beautiful that whole thing and i'm inspired by it because here's a gentleman that well there was a need but he just he went after it and you were savvy enough to put down everything and just go for it and uh it, i'm still um touched by it and I, I i appreciate that
7: you did that
4: yeah i thought it was an awesome worksheet and the courage that he displayed and the willingness was just fabulous
7: yeah
3: he just put it all out there and and you have to admire someone uh, their courage and their um for, you know fortitude their drive and uh but i don't know i just it just willingness it touched my heart my mind and a bunch of things and i just uh I had just felt like I really wanted to comment on that and thank you to him and you and the whole thing. Cool. Yeah. Did yeah. uh did and, I uh, send
4: you a link? I did. Yes. Yes. Well Miss. Yes, sorry, yes, yes. So I just walked in the room. I was Got it. Got it. The <laughs> door, right here. over here. Well over here and hide
0: behind that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She has a whole
0: conversation.
3: You you were so straight to the upstage bio. (laughs)
1: Wow.
0: she was in here
1: playing with her toy fish and things like that and she happened to pick up the thing of seaweed seaweed. and I said, Papa likes to eat seaweed so she was taking it in there to him.
4: (laughs) Hmm. Thank you for the food. So, yeah, I just, I just looked, and I sent you the taking that. So.
3: Okay, thank you very much. And I Pass love being upstate, by voice, three octaves above mine. That's great. I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, Such we're blessed. We oh. are blessed, yes. So, anyways, I will let it go. So, what else is exciting go, in your world? Oh, me? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. I'd like to uh, think that I'm just uh, getting better getting better all the time and um oh i'm struggling with a couple things but uh and i've got some friends with dementia that are alzheimer's that i've been trying to help but that's wow that's a tough uh road to hoe and uh i've been in the ocean yes go ahead
4: I was going to say, have you, were you on any of the shows where we talked about the MCT oil powder?
3: No. Okay, the well, we
4: got, we got a that? major difference with Jeannie's dad and his Alzheimer's. And
3: yeah.
4: uh, there are a group of physicians who have come up with a new category of diabetes called, that they're calling type 3. And type 3 diabetes, according to this group of physicians, is that the brain is lacking the, the catalyst to utilize sugar in the brain cells. And so it's actually, according to them, a form of diabetes when there's no insulin in the brain to take the sugar into the brain cell. And that's why Alzheimer's occurs according to some physicians. I'm not sure how far the agreement is going in that regard, but they've, there is a, a powder that you can buy, and if you'd like, I'll send you a link. You can buy it. It's cheap, like two pounds, or it's 32 bucks or something on Amazon. MCT
3: oil powder. Send that to an email, please.
4: Okay, I'll do that. And okay. what they're finding is that it, it is a fuel that the brain cells can use without insulin.
3: Oh. And we saw and a major shift in. Oh, say again. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I missed the name of it.
4: MCT oil powder.
3: MCT, and Mama it's a, Cat. <laughs> oh,
4: okay. Yes, and it's an an oil based, you know, converted by the brain into fuel without insulin, oh, where for sugar to okay. get into the brain cell and be used, it has to have insulin. And we saw a major shift in in uh, Gene's dad, like major. So and it's cheap, you know, it's like 32 bucks or 33 bucks for two pounds of it and, you know, a couple of tablespoons gonna a day. I'm going to put a link in the notes. And, yeah, yeah cool.
3: You. Oh, that's great. And so um, did he show prior to that that he had sugar? Uh, sugar or, or insulin issues he has diabetes
4: and this was a new okay, thing and shown up. it was
3: actually okay. Yeah. okay yeah
4: yeah it was, it was actually yeah, the reason so why we moved here
3: a, okay and it's so it's an indirect um, uh, uh, um influence on his alzheimer's is what you you're speculating or whatever well what
4: a group of physicians is saying is that Alzheimer's is what they're categorizing as type three diabetes. No insulin in the brain. Oh which means, Wow. That's a big thing. Which means Wow. Yeah. Which mean and and I don't know that it's necessarily related to diabetes, but that it's type three and with no insulin in the brain, the brain can't use sugar. So it's got no fuel. The brain cells just flop. But this stuff can be used just straight up with no insulin and we saw a major shift in uh, in his dad. So, you know, if that is what's going on with your friends, it's
3: a really cheap fix
4: and can really make a major difference very quickly.
3: Well, that's 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 very good to know and my uh my my question is um if he doesn't have an, uh, a history of diabetes? Is that still potentially a uh, a good adjunct to, to on the Alzheimer's? Do you, as I understand it, yes. The, okay. What they're calling type three
4: does not relate to, as I understand it. Now I may not be correct, but at this stage, you know, kind of primitive understanding of the whole thing. At this stage. Yes it it is not a uh, an effect that comes from people who have diabetes to start with it's something that can just show uh, up independent that can, they can have uh, healthy okay. sugar metabolism you know otherwise this is something that hits the brain for some reason again it's,
3: it's okay uh, the, the theory, I will pass but, that on yeah you know, you know, uh, yeah, yeah thank you changes. very much because I've really been struggling i've I've lost two or three friends to to this and uh that's mm. a heck of a way to friends and 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 seems yeah. like always at the end some family member pulls them away from the one person that they've stayed in contact with you know what i mean and um uh so that's really good to know and I will pass that on and and see if, it's, uh and and see. Yeah, it's it's such a cheap fix that
4: it's like, so try it and see what happens. You know? It's like
3: Great. a no-brainer. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you very much. I don't want to tie up your line anymore, but I appreciate you guys, and uh, much love to you and everybody listening or not listening.
4: All right, my friend. Take care. Blessings. Bye-bye. So, Miss Jeannie, we've got about 20 minutes left.
1: And we have two hands up, and uh, the first one is first one is a a longer number, so this might actually be Bob. Hold on, six one four. You're on the air.
7: Hey, good day, folks. How are you? Hey, welcome. Good to hear your voice, young man. Yeah, ditto.
0: (laughs) How are things rocking in your world? Um,
7: um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh I have a feeling that uh, this uh year two thousand and twenty three will be um a breakthrough year for me. It's like all my work on um healing depression and um exposing the the myth of mental illness um it's like the last ten or fifteen years, I've just been getting all my ducks in a row. So now I've got my books out there, and I've got loads of videos happening. And so I, I, I just get the feeling that you know this. I've started the snowball rolling, and it's gaining momentum. And um, I think it's it's time for my message to to get out there. And um, nice. Um, the the, cha- the challenge is to um you know reach reach a greater audience um right but all I can all I can do is just um you know keep re- keep reaching out and I'm doing that um uh, I'm doing loads of radio shows and making videos and connecting with people and someday somebody will come along and you know pick up the ball and run with it somebody that's you know got a, a big audience so that'll be um really great because yeah you know, i know i'm only a young blood i turned 71 this year um but my concern is that um i'll die before my message becomes common knowledge in uh, our global consciousness
4: so well you know, maybe maybe the first step is to swear never to die.
0: <laughs> uh, uh,
7: can I maybe say it's time to I just choose to, to be
0: eternal. <laughs> hey, well, why not?
7: you yeah, have my support. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my commitment. Yeah, it's, it's funny um, looking at the so-called sort of truthist movement out there. It's it's peppered with, I don't know, how can I put it, people that seem to be lost in the trap of the intellect, they're uh, trying to think their way through life, you know, and yeah. for me, um, for me, uh, I live in a feeling universe, not a thinking universe, I I experience this life through my senses, you know, I hear the kookaburras sing in the morning, I I feel the warmth of the sun on my skin, uh, smell the sweet tang of the rotting mangoes. So I, I don't buy into this paradigm of um, I think, therefore I am. For me, it's I right. feel, therefore I am. <laughs> hmm. oh, yeah, Got to be but out even, of your mind. You know. Yeah, I had to go out of my mind to come to my senses. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, that's that's exactly. I'm right with you. Are your videos on YouTube, Bob?
7: Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got a YouTube channel, uh, Bob Eden. Well, tell us how to find it, and maybe and,
4: we can get some people moving in your direction.
7: Oh, that would be great. That would be great, yeah. Um, well, my YouTube channel is Bob Eden and... I have a playlist there called "Personal Growth," and all my videos on uh, depression recovery and claiming your authentic self and all that sort of stuff are, are there. Uh, I can put a link in the comments here if you like. Okay. Um So, what's what's the name of the channel? Bob Eden, my name. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm looking it up as we.
7: And also, um, all my work can be found on Google by just typing in the gift of depression space, Bob Eden. And then like everything I've done really comes up under that search. Great. Well, I just subscribed to your channel. Oh, good on you, man. I didn't good know it was there. Thanks for letting <laughs> us know. That's That's... That's it isn't it you know like getting the message out there but what i've come to realize is that whenever i throw a, a pebble in the pond i never know how far the ripples go and so that's you know,
4: right i've just thrown my you.
7: pebble i just throw, throw my pebble in the pond over here and it's reached you all the way over there so hey it's how amazing cool is that it? yeah they can get better yeah, it's than that <laughs> Uh, and what, I'd, what I just want to share um, I won't take too long um, I mean my life living in art space is so very simple now um, I operate under two principles and the first one is the KISS principle uh, keep it simple, sovereign
0: mm.
7: Yeah, I know I changed it because I've come to realise that the words I use the words I choose to use create my reality. So I changed it to keep it simple sovereign. And I seem to have this uh, uncanny knack of reducing things down to their simplest format. And then my second principle is something I coined about 12 years ago, and I call it the SUE principle, the SUE principle. And that is, we are all sovereign, unique, and equal, and everything else just flows from that. And, and both of those principles sit under the umbrella of integrity. Because without personal integrity, well, you know, if I can lie to myself, I can lie to anybody. So integrity is the, the most powerful, powerful driving force in my life. And now my life is so simple. There's only one law, do no harm. I've only got one right. And that is the right of self-determination. And when my body's tired, we sleep. And when my body's awake, we play. And that—that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Yeah.
4: Mm. Well, I—I'm yeah, I, in full agreement on that thing with integrity. It's certainly, you know, one of the things we talk about in some of our workshops is that energy systems don't bring through more energy by efforting; they bring through more energy by aligning. And, you know, to me, another word for integrity is alignment. Am I really in alignment in everything, my thoughts, my words, my goals, my perceptual constructs, is all of that in alignment? And if so, that's where real power comes from. So I'm in full agreement with you on that Yeah.
7: Yeah, what what I know in my inner knowing is that um, everyone has their own sort of inner moral compass, you know, that inner knowing about what is right and what is wrong and if you if you move away from that that's a pathway to disaster when i look at western society um, i think the biggest killer in western society is the fact that people are living their programs and not living their truth not you know not following their moral compass not following their inner tuition Yep, but um, generational patterns changing. Yeah, and that was that's one of the things that um, I'm so glad I did. You know, by doing healing the wounds of my childhood, I actually broke the multi generational cycle of abuse. And uh, God bless John Bradshaw for that, because um, his work right. saved my life. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Okay, All right, my friend, folks, well, I'm uh,
4: delighted to connect and say hello.
7: Me too. My love to
4: you. And we'll be watching some of your videos. I just subscribed to your channel, so we'll we'll see what we find.
7: Well, good on you, mate, as we say in Australia. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. Blessings. Appreciate you, my friend.
1: All right, we do have another hand up. Let's go for it. 828. I think it's Miss Magda. Hello.
4: Well, hey there, young lady. How are you?
6: I'm fine. I'm fine. And um, I was, and and I know you guys are too, right? Right, right? We're rocking.
4: We are. Okay,
6: good. Well, what I'm calling about is the question around, the MCT oil and yes. whether or not um, a person who chooses to try that uh, has to have a past uh, history of um, diabetes and I believe no, the no.
1: Answer, yeah I am be- let me throw one thing in there I, I put yep. a link to the one that we buy on Amazon. There are M C T oil which a friend of mine was using and said that it tastes horrible. This is M C T oil powder and it's just a white powder and we put it in air smoothies. Um oh, is that like act- adding cream to something? You know, it's just really nice. We add it to tea. Right? Yeah, we
4: use it as a prophylactic.
1: Right, right, exactly. Um
6: you know, I think anybody I wanted-
4: who's Aging uh, that that powder is going to be a support and a fuel that takes the load off of the pancreas because it can be used easily in any part of the body. So.
6: Exactly. Um, I wanted to uh, let you know, in case you don't already, that there is a wonderful um, doctor slash scientist. Um, in the sense that he does not actually do science himself, but he is an incredible reviewer of science of the um, mm-hmm. best and most recent science out there. Dr. Jam, I'm not sure I'm saying it right, Jamandas. Uh, he's on YouTube, J A M A N D E S, I believe. And J A M D E S some no today should have spelled it out on paper Jim Jamandas, j-a-m-a-n-d-e-s I believe that oh thank you and what he 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 just has a multitude of information that he shares based upon his research and his own experiences in his um, work with with his patients and one thing that I remember from listening to one of his his uh, YouTube uh, videos is that right. lots of people have diabetes and they don't know it don't and know the it. reason yeah. is because, yeah, because they don't really test the insulin. All they test is the sugar level and so well before the sugar level gets high enough for the cutoff that was arbitrarily decided upon that means right. you have diabetes, but yesterday you didn't um, well before that the body is in trouble. And it's by testing the insulin level uh, after eating and, and whatever procedures they do that one can really find out if things are working properly. Right. So, anyway, I, I think that Anyone and everyone could benefit by trying this. And I'm going to get some, that's for sure.
4: I'm with you. And also, one of the things that, uh, you know, they did a research project at uh, University of California in San Diego, a double-blind thing on the Avicen. And what they found was that using the Avicen for 30 minutes after eating a meal dropped postprandial sugar levels by 60 points, which is about the equivalent of a 60-minute brisk walk.
2: Mm -hmm. And so
4: that's another adjunct to keeping sugar levels healthy. And they are theorizing that What happens, the reason it makes that much difference is because when you open the microcirculation, the sugar that otherwise would be left in the bloodstream and create problems is actually driven down into the microcirculation into the cell uh, by microcirculation, and that that makes a difference. But uh, that's a pretty pretty major uh, shift uh, or adjunct to keeping sugar levels healthy.
6: Absolutely. Great. Yep. So I'm going to need to remember to use it after I eat.
4: That would yes. be the
6: best time. It sounds like. Yeah. That's the Best yeah. time. Yep. Okay. And
4: the impact uh-huh. carries on for hours after it's used in terms of, you know, the, the beneficial aspect of it is is uh, extended mm-hmm. uh, for several hours after use each time you use it. So, you know, using it multiple times a day can can really make a difference.
5: Okay. Actually, you know, Patrick McGann again. Yes. Yes. Yes.
4: You know, Patrick McGann, um, the naturopath that you've heard on the show, uh, actually was the one who introduced me to the Abelson. And he was able to work for about two hours a day uh, after he woke up in the morning. And his because of diabetic neuropathy in his feet, he would be. Literally, have to have his feet up in excruciating pain for the rest of the day, and within about two months of using the Avison, he was uh, doing five hours a day, and that was two years ago. And now, uh, the last time I went to visit him was he had started early in the morning. It was 10 o'clock at night when I got there, and he's still working on a project out in his garage. (laughs) So, it's I mean just and and now he's he can work 10, 12, 14 hour days, and he has no problem with his feet whatsoever pretty major difference.
6: It is a major difference. And I uh, I met Patrick the last well, the last time we were at Hartland. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So That's right. Yeah. And he he helped me with a lot of information that I needed about Abbotson as well. So sweet. Yeah, well I just Yeah, want I to think he's gonna be there
4: in uh in July with us.
6: Uhhuh. Okay. Well you've got to talk with You've got some mint chocolate uh, candy coming up.
4: Oh, yay. There you go.
6: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going
4: to hold you to that one. Thank you.
6: (laughs) Yeah. All right. It was interesting.
4: (laughs) I was listening to a a physician the other day, a, a video. And the question he was asked he's a na- a naturally oriented medical doctor who said he never learned anything about healing when he went to medical school, but he was asked what the five foods were that he felt were more important most important, and one of them was dark chocolate at least seventy yep. percent cacao oh that's yeah, oh, one yeah. of the most important <laughs> foods to eat now. I mean, how can you get better news than that? <laughs>
6: The only important thing yeah. to remember is to make sure you get it without sugar.
0: Without you know? sugar. Exactly. Yes.
6: You know, or whatever. But yeah, that's very important. Uh, you know yeah. me. I like my chocolate. So I'm there you go. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, young
4: lady. You, you have me. a blessed one.
6: <laughs> you too. Give Chuck a yes, hug yes, for us.
4: All right.
6: Well, I'll Okay. Bye bye.
4: All right, Miss Jeannie, we're down to about three minutes, I guess, two minutes maybe.
1: Actually, you're less than two.
4: Less than two. Well, in that case, we'll just say if you're, uh, if you're interested in um, the new worksheet, the link is in the notes. The worksheet is on the website. It simplifies the process a little bit. It's a, it's a good starting point and then move on to the deeper worksheet is the suggestion that I make. And as soon as we get the video presentation where we presented that worksheet on Saturday, we'll make sure that you know about it and you've got an opportunity to go over it with us. And beyond that, we're just going to invite everybody to have the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. The world's certainly in need of it, and you have the power to give it. So thanks for joining us. Blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with Dr. Michael Rice and myself, Jeannie Rice, and Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pichet as we present the First Century Aramaic Internal Process of Forgiveness. We are here for two hours every Monday through Friday from 12 noon to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Mind Shifters Radio. For more information on Aramaic forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.